Hi, I'm T, parent guide and harmonizer. Welcome to Relational Parents, where we are leading our families from a place of openness and expansiveness. And from there, we get to connect more joyfully and deepen our relationships. So glad you're here. Hi, it's T, and I am really happy to be back here with you talking about our theme of harmony. And if you caught last week's episode, I was talking about a dad that I had seen outside in uh, in Newtown. And I actually, that very same day, hilarious as it is, I saw another dad. So this is going to be a tale of two dads. Okay. So this dad was inside of Tyler state park and I saw him and I observed him with his four children. Okay. Um, after I shot last week's podcast. And so he had four kids. His youngest was, I'm going to say like 16 months or so, 14 to 16 months old. And then his oldest was seven ish, something like that. So four kids under the age of eight. And it was, it was something that I wanted to bring to you because it illustrated perfectly something that gave me a lot of trouble for a while when I was studying energy and energetics, I would hear the lows support the highs, the lows support the highs. And so I'm thinking like, okay, grief supports joy. I don't understand this. How does this work? Low energy supports high energy. And um, I, I have, since come to a different understanding of it. And I'm going to share one part of that with you today, just by taking a a look, another look at what was happening with that dad. He had these kids, very different ages, right? And they were, when I first saw them from a distance, they were all sitting, eating a snack at a picnic table. And then as I approached, I noticed he was packing up and the kids were starting to get down from the picnic table and move away and move towards one of the fields. Um, And what I noticed is that the kids were moving at different speeds, which, you know, makes complete sense, right? You have a 16 month old and a seven year old, they're going to be able to move at different speeds just from an ability standpoint. And then I could also tell like between some of the kids, you know, one of them was a little bit more reflective and walking over and seeing a bumblebee and, you know, just really taking it all in. And the other one was running after something or running towards a flower, you know, just very quickly moving. So they're all moving at different speeds. They're all doing different activities. Even they weren't together. They, I mean, they were within, um, you know, they were within a certain amount of space of one another. Okay. But they were not all huddled up doing the same activity, different activities, different speeds, 
even different intensities. You could tell, uh, you know, one of the kids was very, very go with the flow. Another one of the kids was intent on something, but still, and, and really observing. And another one was intent and louder and faster. And so there were all these different energies and the dad was, you know, he was finishing up, packing up the snack and he was very much in connection and in observation of all four of these kids. They had some idea where their next destination was. They were making their way to get to it, like very different paths they were taking, different speeds. They were finding different things along the way, but there was some communication and some shared vision that he had, I'm, I'm guessing, shared with them before they all got up so that they all clearly knew where they were going next and what their next destination was. So he was very much a part of that orchestration, right? So he allowed, he allowed that space, he allowed the differences, but he was also part of the guidance around what was next. So that was just very, very different from the first dad, right? who was doing his own thing while he was physically present for his daughter, did not hear what she was communicating to him. And then, and I'm not sure whether or not I made this clear in, in my last episode, but then when she, you know, started a, a second um, sooner than he wanted her to go across the street, he was very quick to direct her. No, 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 sweetie, hang on and very quick with that. And so I, I was reflecting about this quite a bit in the, the time that's, uh, that's passed since then. And I thought, you know, I, for the longest time also had an idea and in, um, I fall into this trap still sometimes where it's very seductive to think I can just drop in whether it's to a conversation or to a challenge that my child is having, that I can just drop in and have a, a blinding insight, maybe even a crazy solution, like, wow, mom, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Where do we get that kind of notion? And I know we all have different answers to that. We might get that kind of notion from something that we remember from our families. For me, uh, I was reflecting that I, I remember when I was in my early mid twenties, I was a management consultant for a very big um, accounting firm on their consulting arm. And it was a fantastic job for me at the time. But one of the things I remember is that being on those jobs, I would be on the on the team that was interacting day to day with the client. Okay. And I would be very intimately aware of the, the challenges we were coming up against, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes depending on the project, not all partners were the same, but there would be, I remember one partner who, um, really did not take in all of the, um, 
all of the observations and all of what we had to share really preferred to kind of drop into the meeting, hear a little bit from the client and, you know, have the solution like they knew and then just like drop in. And it, it, I'm not going to say it never worked because it, it was kind of a pattern that was repeated because it worked for that particular partner, but it would send the team into like a tailspin. It would like the client would say like, oh yes, 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 let's run off in this direction. And then there would just be all of this angst and anxiety and um, uh, you know, all of this negative feeling and um, compression. Like we were in a tight timeline then for the team. And if I look at the two dads, right? I look at the first dad, who was not present like that partner, right? He wasn't present. He just, you know, dropped in for a moment and oops, gotta save you from danger. I'm, I'm gonna save the day here. Versus the other dad who was present the whole time. And so nothing was gonna surprise him. And if something started to go off in a direction that he didn't like, he could just say, hey, Sally, let's, uh, you know, come over this way a little bit. So it wouldn't be like a, like a bucket of cold water in Sally's face. It would be more like, oh, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll just course correct a little bit here to uh, get closer to dad. And so the difference there is that there was that, there was that connection that second dad was really through his observation, through his presence was remaining connected to all of his kids. He wasn't right over them, seeing exactly what they were doing. You know, somebody could have gotten stung by a bee, but then he would have been there listening when the kid said, ouch, and started crying immediate, immediate. He would have been there. It wouldn't have been like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? You know, and let me take my, uh, my earbuds out, my AirPods out, whatever they are. Um, so it's, I, I just really want to, again, underline, that um, that really supportive role that presence provides in achieving a, a more harmonious state, a smoother energy. And I want to dial back to that, um, uh, you know, that sentence that I, I said before about the lows support the highs. So when I say the lows in that in that example with that dad most of his kids were either moving ahead of him or faster than he was moving and he was kind of you know he, he was in observation mode and making sure he could kind of take it all in so he was moving a little slower so a lower frequency of vibration supporting those four beautiful children who were in a, a higher state of vibration, a faster um, speed of movement, most of them. So that was one way I wanted to bring that full circle with the lows supporting the highs. I hope that um, something really spoke to you and, and helped you just gain a different, uh, a different vantage point uh, with harmony and with presence today. We're going to continue with another aspect of harmony next week. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. 
If something in this podcast resonated for you, I want to give you a special invitation to come on over and join us in our private community on Facebook. It's called Relational Parents. You can find us that way. We're there having real conversations about what's going on in our households, our challenges, and we are a very inclusive and non-judgmental safe space. I hope to see you there soon.